Welcome back, people, to the Table Read Podcast. Hope everyone's well, happy, and smiling as per usual, as always. Today, I have a very highly, highly, he's going to love that I say this. I've got a highly requested person. Like, if you could see my DMs when I ask about the podcast, there's always one name that everyone is asking for. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but he's here, ladies and gents. Ralph Little in the building. The big dog. The big dog. <laughs> the man himself. How are you, bro? Good. We've been trying to make this happen for a while. We have. We have. I'm glad we're getting it done. And I haven't, uh, you said uh, you'd send me the question. You said, I'll send you the question. I was like, don't send me the question. Throw, any, throw anything at me. I thought like. you'd say that. I, I went, okay, fine. <laughs> throw it at me. I'm expecting like a grilling. Oh, listen, now that you've said that. <laughs> now that you've said that. Throw the you know, Let me get away. my None notes, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, well, let's do it. Um, but of course, we know where, where we know each other from the show that we're currently on, which again, most of the people that <laughs> I to bring you on, I see my fans of that show. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, but in typical Tabreed fashion, I want to go back before Death and Paradise, Royal Family, everything, and go back to where it all started for you. How, how did you get started in your career? It's funny that you mentioned the Royal Family, actually, mm. because uh, um, I filmed it 26 years ago. Jesus. In 1997. I was 17 when I did the first series. And it's funny because I, my whole life people are like, oh, I love that show and everything. But you weren't born to, for another like three, four say, years or something. You did it 26 years ago. I'm 22 this year. It makes me, <laughs> it makes me so angry. I mean, you know, I, I understand how time works, but it still just seems That is so a bit crazy. That is a bit mad. You're, uh, you, know, you were 17 when you did yeah, that. Yeah, I did the first one when I was 17. And it was like, uh, and I've always like, you know, what a great start to, to my career. And then I meet you and you're like, yeah, I was already working from when I was like nine, doing Matilda and The Lion King. And now you're on like one of the biggest shows on the BBC. I'm like, and you're 22. It's really irritates me. But anyway, <laughs> that wasn't your question. Um, how did it start? Well, um, I, so I didn't go to drama school. Didn't do any of that. Mm. Um, I, do you know what it was? When I was growing up, I grew up in Bury, which is a small town north of Manchester. And um, my, my mum, in particular, was always uh, obsessed with this idea that me and my siblings, we wouldn't uh, ever have a chance to be bored. Like, and I, I think it sounds like a really sort of generous way of being, but I look back now and I suspect she, we were all just really loud and annoying <laughs> and she just wanted us out of the house yeah. so she could just chill. Um, so uh, and you can imagine me as a kid, I was particularly loud and precocious. And so, um, you know, I played every sport. Like, so my parents bless them they dedicated a lot of time I'd finished school and then I remember there'd be times where we'd get off the school bus and then my dad would be waiting to take my sisters to like gym class and I'd be whisked off to my mum would take me to football and then uh we'd, we'd we'd do that and then and then we'd meet up afterwards dinner in the car and then like a swimming swimming lessons all three of us swimming Freaking lessons or and that was just like Monday so, no so my, honestly my, my <laughs> mom and dad like they they just and they poured so, so a lot of their time effort and money in actually into because money was tight into just us having these opportunities yeah. it was an unbelievably kind of giving way to uh, to raise kids um so as part of that Played football for, for school on Monday mornings. And then my mum saw an advert in the local paper in the Berry Times. And it said uh, it was for like just a local, a local drama group that was starting up. Mm. Um, just like in a room, probably not even as nice as this. Um, <laughs> definitely not as nice as this. How are you getting this? My, Don't my, worry. my podcast. It was gems, bro. Pub. <laughs> gems, I've got gems. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I played football. Uh, she saw this advert and I said, oh, all right, cool, I'll do that. And I was, I was uh, 13. And uh, I went to the very, very, very first one uh, of this, this drama group that was set up by this woman lo uh, locally in Berry. 
And um, I was one of the first through the door actually. And uh, it grew and grew and grew. About six months after it started, it was already so successful mm. that uh, the, the lady who ran it um, decided she was gonna start an agency, kids nice. agency. I didn't even know what an agency was. So I just asked my mum and she told me and she was like, oh, you know, I mean, how do you explain it to a 13 year old? Oh, someone gives you better, gives you a chance of being on TV. I was Basically, like, yeah. Yo, great. Found my meter to it. Yeah. And I got, um, I got my first job, bizarrely, about six months after on a um, kids' TV show called Sloggers. Sloggers. Uh, Sloggers. It was about an under 13s cricket team in, uh, in Lancashire. <laughs> oh, it was, it was high drama time. <laughs> it was high drama. But, um, you know, I mean, I look back at it, you know, it, everyone at school would take the piss out of me and, uh, because at school it's like, you know what social hierarchy is like at school? It's like, Sloggers, oh, you know, what's that? And you were like, well, you know, whatever. And, and you did it. But um, look back now and it was a start and you sort of put yourself on it that radar. To be a start. You get yourself yeah. in, in that world and, and, and you, you roll those dice. So anyway, I got about one job a year um, after that. Um, and small things, a couple of episodes of Coronation Street, an episode of Heartbeat, nice. and, you know, that kind of thing throughout my teenage years. And then um, I'd just done five episodes of Children's Ward, which was a big, it's not on anymore, but it was a, like everybody in the North Everybody who's an actor of a certain age went through Children's Ward. Nice. It's basically casualty, but for kids. Nice. Um, and I did five episodes of that. And then um, I think what happened was Carolina Hearn and Craig Cash were making this new show called The Royal Family that they wanted to do. And um, I think that they said, they've n I've never asked them, but mm. I think that they turned around to the casting director and said, we don't want hundreds of kids and like five days of auditions I mean, it was pre the days of X Factor, people at home probably don't realize that you, now you see what all the audition process is like because it's hundreds of hopefuls. You come yeah. in, you do two minutes, and then you get whittled down and down and down and down and down, and you get to round five, round six, yeah. and there's two of you, right? It's quite brutal for kids. It's actually. long. But that is what it used to be like. Um, and uh, I mean, sorry, that's what it used to be like for me. It probably still is like that for kids. But weirdly, it wasn't like that for the royal family. There was only like four or five lads that they saw, and I think that Caroline Craig had basically said, we can't be asked. It's long, we hundred different bothered. voices. It's too yeah, much effort yeah. for us. Send us along four or five lads that you mm. know. And I'd just done Children's Ward for Granada TV. And, um, and so I got in the room and, and it was as simple as that. I went in, read for five minutes, thought I was terrible. Thought I, was, I don't think I've ever got an audition where I thought I was good. I've never had one either. Really? I've, I've, there's some where I'm like, uh, it was good, but I'm always like, I could have done way better. Whether it's a tape audition, yeah. I'm like, I could have done way but, better, man. But what I mean is, I walked out of some auditions thinking, I've nailed that, mm. I was good. But I never get that, I never get the Never part. get those ones. The only jobs I've ever been offered, the only parts I've ever been offered is where I walk out and I'm like tearing my hair out going, <laughs> why can I not do this? Yeah. That was terrible. And then I get a call going, they loved you. you the great. I was like, what? <laughs> so yeah, so I did, uh, so I read for five minutes for Caroline and Craig, left. Got a, I got a parking ticket, I remember for some reason. I was newly driving and so I was like, ah, yeah, I, was like on that day. I was just not long driving. I was like, I can't believe it. Um, and then um, weirdly, you know how it normally takes a couple of weeks for the news to come through. Mm. By the time I got home, drove home, it was probably about 40 minutes, they called and said, you're the guy. And that was the day that changed my life. That's the benefit of just going through four people. You, you can have a rough, Straight you away. only got four to look. When we had a hundred, that'd take probably weeks and yeah, weeks to even exactly. look through everyone's tapes exactly. or whatever it was. And they just decided, they knew straight away they decided. I think possibly they didn't have, they had such control over the show as well. They had such artistic and creative control over it. They didn't have to go through a load of execs, a load of, they just yeah, went, true. that's what we want. And that was that. So um, yeah, that was it. That was the sort of 
that was the day that changed well actually that was the day that changed my life and then um a year so we we, we filmed the show uh in september 97 but it didn't get september to december 97 but then uh so i took the, that time out of my final a level year um and then we were supposed to it was supposed to be broadcast like relatively soon but it got postponed till september 98 like in full nine months which for me was a real problem because at this point i still didn't know that i was going to do it as a real career yeah. because i'd always had like i know he, and the message for anyone watching this is look follow your dream genuinely i do mean that follow your dream roll the dice have a go because you'll always wonder what if but i was a little bit like more boring when i was a kid <laughs> and like i had sort of very sense my parents were like you can do anything you want to do but uh being a doctor would be nice yeah, <laughs> right? like, that's they were encouraging they were encouraging but they were also like be sensible like it's very difficult it's a very unstable career yeah um and you know you want to do something as a like a fallback or not even a fallback but you want to do something that's very stable anyway the long and short of it is i just thought i was going to be a doctor and so i'd done this show with the royal family and i was thinking this actually might be big enough this actually might be the the sort of the the, the ticket i was looking for to go I could really give this a shot, yeah. but I didn't know till it came out. So I still had to apply to medical school. I started to do my final A-level year. A medical school at Manchester Medical started uh, in September 98. I started med school in the same week that the Royal Family was broadcast. <laughs> I started medical school on the, Monday, uh, on the Monday and the Royal Family was broadcast on the Thursday. And it was mad because you, you're literally 18 years old going, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I mean, I, I, it, if the Royal Family wasn't a success, I'd have gone and been a doctor and been you know, very happy. It wouldn't mm. have been, I wouldn't have spent my life devastated, but it came out and it was a huge hit straight away. And I noticed the little change in the industry and you, you might have seen this because you came up as being a child actor mm. as well. I noticed that instead of me, once every few months, me and a hundred other kids would go for something. Suddenly, it's not like I was having work thrown at me, but suddenly casting directors were calling my agent as opposed to the other way around yeah. going, We've got this thing we'd really like to see him for an audition yeah. and it's a small but subtle change and I was like, if I don't if I don't give this a go, I'll wonder what might have happened for the rest of my life. Um, and in fact I remember saying this will make you laugh, I remember saying to myself, I've got to give this a go because I don't want to turn around when I'm forty and go, What could have happened? And the reason I remember I picked I said that to myself and the reason I picked 40 was it, it seemed so impossibly far away and that was now three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's devastating. <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't that impossibly far away and I just got old. That's brilliant, man. Yeah. So when, when the show, I want to go back a tiny bit before we get yeah. to Royal Family. You said, you mentioned it in, in school. You was on a show where you, while you was in school. Yeah, yeah, a few. And I imagine, I, I feel like we can relate on this a bit. Yeah. Was you the only person in your school doing anything like that? Oh, yeah. There yeah. you go. So what was, I know how it was like for me. For me, it was, it was okay. Like, I had a lot of friends, would definitely wouldn't say I was popular. But even though I was doing something good <laughs> in my life, yeah. there was still a bit of a, this kid's yeah, a weirdo. Yeah. Like, what's, what's, what's he doing? How was it for you in, in well, school? You, you know, you're... You're a lot cooler than I was when I was 22. So I imagine you're a lot cooler um, than, than I was when I was 13. So you probably had an easier ride. Your words, not mine. Your words. Well, I, Your words. I mean, no. I don't know. People were fine. People were fine at school. It was, it was a bit like, how do I put this? So I, I weirdly, this makes it sound like I was like, oh my God, I had a terrible childhood and a terrible school. I didn't. I, I mean, mm. I, 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 like you said, it's like, it wasn't popular, but it's like, wasn't unpopular mm. I was just 
Remember I said, I, I said I, like I had so many things going on. I find school's like an interesting sort of social, uh, getting a group is a good thing, right? So you're in the football team or you're in the drama group yeah. or, you're in the, or you're in the choir or I don't know, whatever. You're, you're in the computer club, whatever it is. Or you just like, or none of those things, but you hang around with this group or whatever. Mm. Because I did so many things at school, because I was like, I was on the football team and the rugby team and the cricket team. I was shit at cricket, but still I was on the cricket team. And the cricket team and the, you know, I just signed up to everything and kind of did everything. I do look back now and go, I sort of never quite fitted into any one group because people's sort of social lines yeah. were quite delineated and, and, and mine wasn't. But rather than going, and so I fitted in everywhere because I was part of every group. I was sort of almost part of none of them. That's how it goes. You know what I mean? So, um, so I did, you know, school plays and I was sort of known for drama. And, uh, but I was also in the football team and I was also did this. And so um, when I did Sloggers at age 13, people were like, just almost like, Sort of bewildered by it more than anything. Do you know what I mean? It was like you're doing what? You're on like, your doing TV. A, yeah, I'm doing a TV mad, show, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, is it going to be good?" Because I love, I love Coronation Street, and and that show Cracker's really good. I was like, "Yeah, it's not going to be the level of." It's cracker. not going to be like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know, it's like it, it's like if you started now, you'd be like, "Oh, I'm doing a film, and it'd be a small British yeah. film," and everyone was like, "Oh, is it Marvel?" And you go, "No, that, it's there's, not, there's levels. There's to levels. This, you know right? I mean? I'm, there I'm just yet. I'm just starting yeah. out." So, um, yeah, I think people were just a bit bewildered by it, and you know, there was. There was a, there was piss taking, but like a normal amount. Like, like, school, yeah, it's yeah school. you expect it's that. School, yeah. yeah, so I don't know. People were just generally quite bewildered, and when it came out, there was there there were a couple of guys probably told by their parents. I remember the the, the first episode came out, and I'm 13. I'm watching it with my parents, and uh, and you know we watched it, and it was fine, and it was just exciting to be on TV for the first time, and. Um, and it finished, and the moment it finished, I got I got two phone calls from two lads at school who wasn't even particularly that good friends with. I got two phone calls going, oh, I just wanted to say well done. And you just never know about people, do you? I mean, almost certainly their parents had made them do it, but even yeah. so, it was, um, yeah, you, you just never, you, we weren't even particularly good friends, but it was just, that was a really nice touch. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, it was a big score, really, um, to, to get that, and the, um, that, that, uh, children's drama group that I told you about in Berry, it's still, I mean, it's going strong. It's gone from strength to strength. Nice. They changed the name now. It's called the Carol Godby Theatre Workshop and Carol Godby still runs it. Nice. And um, I have to say without, it, Carol deserves a shout out actually Go because, on. well, it's not just that it started my career, but there's hundreds of kids that went through that, 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 uh, that group. Hundreds, and some of them. There's a there's a fair few that are on TV. There's a fair few you can spot them. They, they pop up in places, and um, some of them have got really big careers. Some of them have um, been in Corrie for years. Some, mm. and, but some of them have big film careers and everything. But but more than anything, I look back now. There's a, there's a tiny handful of people that actually made a career out of it, but hundreds of, of kids that went through had a space to go to when there possibly wasn't an anywhere else. A space to go to, the number of people that who's, who, number of kids who will have found their voice, found some confidence, found a group, if they didn't particularly fit in at school. I mean, some will have done, some won't, mm. but um, it was a great, it was a great space for, um, for kids who might not have had anywhere else to go, um, to just go and be themselves and have the space to sing and act and dance and piss about and whatever. And, um, I didn't realize that when I was a kid, um, mm. but I think that's quite a special thing. So that's the first time I've ever had a chance to give a shout out. So Big up them. Love, love to you. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, going, going back now to Royal Family, you're 17, 18, and now yeah. you're on 
probably like one of the biggest shows in the country. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what, do, what do you do? <laughs> well, <clears throat> it's really, that's a very good question. It, what's fascinating about the Royal Family is, or my experience of doing that is, um, it was about as much of an overnight success as it can possibly be. Yeah. There's only like the Royal Family in the office. There's, there's not many things that arrive and just straight away just take off yeah. so quickly so bearing in mind that that show was about as much of an overnight success it could be the effect that it had on me and my life and my career is really interesting because it might surprise you that the answer is not that immediate oh wow like there were like i said there were the, it did the big change was that suddenly casting directors are calling and saying we'd like him to audition but it's not like suddenly um they're calling up going we've got this role for ralph and here it is mm. we'd love him to be in this film we'd love him to do that it was not immediate. It mm. was, um, it was, it was a bit of a slow, a slow burn, and I still had to audition for stuff. I mean, depending on the job, I still do. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was. It, it, I've always found it really interesting to go. One, it was an overnight success, but two, it then it sort of takes. I think it takes a while for. Um, it, there's like a lag between like something, something being a hit or your profile suddenly going through the roof, but like for then things to kind of settle and and take off work-wise. But even the public, public's an interesting one. It was massive, the show, and it was like a, it, it was, I mean, I say this, I was just the kid that was dragged along with it, so this is not being big-headed. I didn't write it or produce it. It was a cultural phenomenon at the time, and even then, it was, it's not like everybody was recognizing me on the street. Mm. Not, not, not that that was like an ambition. Not, not I was like, I know I've made it because I'm desperate for people to recognize me. But you would think that it was such, such a massive huge thing. show was going to happen. You would think yeah. you wouldn't be able to walk down the street. Um, and it wasn't quite like that. I reckon between the first and second series going out, I was probably recognized like six times in a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was weird. Um, I just think it's interesting that, mm. that just, it just takes a while to filter into sort of people's subconscious, I guess. So, um, and the knock-on effect that I had for work was, you know, I'd, I'd quit medical school now to go, right, I'm going to be an actor, yeah. and then spent a year going, was this a really <laughs> bad decision? Because it's like, oh my God. Um, you know, you're kind of hoping that, like, there's going to be this offer and this offer, and, oh, I've got three scripts, and this is the one I'll choose. It didn't, didn't Once not you get happen. one, you think they're all going to come flying yeah, in, but that's it, the reality it didn't happen it. like no. that. No, you know, you still had to kind of, you still had to hustle a little bit. And, um, I mean, you know, probably there's... You, you, I, I still don't think I'm at the level now yet where I'm not going to have to hustle. Mm. Um, that's the that's the dream, really. Everyone's like, "Do you dream of being a huge Hollywood star?" And I'm like, "No." Do you know what I dream of? Just being able to have a script and go, "Oh, have you offered this to me?" Literally, that is <laughs> that's what I'm that's, trying to work to as well. That's a pretty modest ambition, Basically. really. Um, I mean, a Hollywood star would be nice, <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, that was that was the effect it had. Uh, it, it was both profound and you know, of course, there was interest in suddenly um i don't know suddenly people you know people do recognize recognize you and 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 i do remember a few it's like oh my are you the kid out of the royal family oh oh anthony oh put the kettle on and all that kind of thing and, <laughs> and signing autographs okay. yeah exactly oh yeah totally starts uh, signing autographs occasionally but i remember there was there were two sort of slightly demarcated moments which is when the first <clears throat> i remember getting <clears throat> excuse me i remember getting recognized for the first time as anthony um, but then a long time after, maybe a year after, I remember somebody recognizing me and knowing my name. That's, that's that, different. That was a moment yeah. where it was like, whoa, okay, wow, that's, that's, but again, 
the public net knowing who you are, again, people at home probably don't necessarily know this, but being known to the public and being recognized and even being liked by the public doesn't necessarily mean that the industry that we work in is going to come to it you. Doesn't, they don't it work does, in the same... Yeah. There's a little bit of like symbiosis, Ish. but it doesn't necessarily mean that one is going to no. follow the other. So, no. um, you know, it's not, it's not like, a, it's not, a, it's not, oh, you've made it because somebody recognized it. But I would be lying if I said that like my 18 or 19 year old, 19 I think it was, and somebody recognized me by, and, by my name. And I was like, oh, wow, hey, yeah, nice to meet. And I was like, that's, that was a moment. Cool, that's, that is going to be a massive moment. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. What was the process like filming? I, I believe you, you spoke about this once on set, about at the times you, you get the script, sometimes on set, or you get like oh, yeah. a scene or, or something like that on, on set. Talk, yeah. talk to me about that. Well, Caroline and Craig, who were both in the show and created and wrote the show, mm. um, they sort of had complete control over it. And as a show, because it's very contained, it's all, it all takes place in one room. It's mm. sort of basically a sofa and a chair. Sometimes we go into the kitchen or whatever. But, but it does mean that, you know, when we do Death in Paradise, if, there's a, if, if, if a writer changes the scene and it's like, oh, now Marlon, uh, Marlon makes this phone call while he's uh, at Catherine's bar, then if that was due to be in the police station, that means that all the that's lights have to come of, down, yeah, all the crew has lot. to move all the props, that's, the props have to be in place, the car lot. has to be in place. Like, that's a lot. The Royal Family, by its very nature, was so self-contained, it was all in one, in, it was almost like a play. Mm. And it did mean that they had the, the, the leeway to uh, just make changes if they didn't like stuff. And it was amazing. I, 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 it was Brilliant. my sort of first big, big job. And it was amazing because you'd, you'd be getting the script, you'd get a script, then you'd get this, the sides for the next day, you'd get the script for the next day, and you'd read it, and you'd learn it, and then you'd come in, and you'd sit down, and they'd go, right, okay, here we are, rehearsal, action. And we'd do the dialogue, and the scenes could, could be like two, three, four, five minutes long, six, mm. seven minutes long sometimes, because it was all just kind of interplay between yeah. characters in one room. And um, often, like, Caroline would be like, she's in the scene, she's reading the script and she'd play our line and she'd be sort of frowning and she'd be like, uh, and Craig would be sort of like this. And then they'd go, okay, cut. Um, can we try that? Can we try this? Let's change our line to this. And you go, yeah, sure. And they change the line and you do it again. And then sometimes if they weren't happy, they'd go, do you know what? This isn't working, is it? I tell you what, can everyone, everyone just go back to the green room or go back to your rooms? And, um, and we're gonna rewrite this and, and we'll give you a shout. Sick. Hey, you go back to your, your room. I'd have a snooze, like two hours. You come back and the entire, entire different scene, scene was different. That's sick. The entire scene was different. That is sick. Now, it was all right for me for two reasons. <clears throat> One, because my character didn't always have like long stretches of dialogue. He'd more sort of like interject with things. It's kind of actually what you're doing on Death and Paradise. Like, you're, like, yeah. you're very much there. You're mm. very much part of the show. But like- I don't often, have nine page scenes to learn. Well, often you'll be like, <laughs> you'll make like a funny aside or like a, yeah. a joke. And, and then sometimes if you do have information, it'll be like relatively contained. Mm. But that's, it's not about your ability. It's more about like- Just a character. Like, it's more just about your role. age, actually. Basically, honest, yeah. Right? yeah. So often when you're a young character, unless you're like, you, you tend to be the one who sort of, other people are carrying the weight of it. And then you're like make, giving an interjection. Mm. So that's what it was like for me. So it wasn't too bad when they changed the scripts. And secondly, um, I don't know why, I can't remember appointments. I can't remember. I can't remember my my girlfriend's birthday, but generally, if you give me a page of dialogue, I can I can usually read it once 
twice and I can, I can remember it. <laughs> you annoy me. You, you, I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> the Devon Paradise fans will they know the scene that I'm talking about where Ralph will have like, it can be up to 10 pages sometimes where it, it'll be broken up a little bit with Don or yeah. the DS's, um, but it's majority, it's you. Yeah. And I don't know how, we sometimes, I'm like, when did you learn it? I'm like, I don't know, maybe a couple of days ago, last night. I'm like, mate, you know, I'll be w- reading this for like a week or two. <laughs> trying to, and I learned lines relatively quickly, but that amount yeah, of text, quick, is, I'll be on that for a week. So yeah, I believe you when you, when you, do you know say what? that. Do you know what? I th- maybe this is, but a lot of, the, a lot of, I, I feel that that sort of ability to, to learn lines very quickly, which for some reason I can do. I should say to people that are watching this in case this sounds big headed, it doesn't make you a better actor. Nah, it doesn't, it's just it doesn't it's make just you a better memory, actor. Yeah. If anything, it's, there's a possibility it can make you lazier and more mm. complacent <laughs> because you don't put enough work in. So you have to f- sort of fight against that. So it's not me going, oh, I'm amazing. It's just, it ma- it's just it is convenient. What it is. Yeah. It's convenient. But um, um, I remember speaking to, uh, I spoke to Chris, but there was a, there was a screening of um, uh, Beyond Paradise and I spoke to Chris. Uh, Chris Marshall and uh, he was like we were talking about doing the denouement the, you know the big reveal bit at the end and uh, and he was like oh what rule do you have I used to have to tell them I used to get really angry I used to have to say there can be no changes to this script uh, seven full days in advance of when we shoot it because I need the space to learn it he said how he said what's your rule I went honestly I rewrite about six pages of it the, na- the night before. Change it all the time. <laughs> it all the time. <laughs> I just go, that bit doesn't work. Change it all the time. And then learn it. He's like, no, you don't. I was like, yeah, I do. But again. <laughs> I'm sat there watching you go. Uh. Yeah. No, that doesn't, again, that doesn't make me a better actor. It's just, you know, it makes me, it's, I, it, it's actually very, very lucky for Death in Paradise because there's so much dialogue. Mm. Um, um, and a lot of it's quite like technical and the whiteboards and remembering yeah. all that sort of stuff. The fact that I can learn it pretty quickly allows me to uh, just not have to do hours of homework at night and just yeah. have a life. And whether that's relax in front of the TV or come play football with you, mm. at least like I've got a life got rather, than, do, yeah. rather than, I, I think it would be a really difficult job for me if I had to film all day and then go home and spend all night learning lines again. Mm. So I'm quite lucky in that respect. Well, now we're on the topic. Again, we're talking one different paradise. Let's reverse back to, first of all, you was on the show already. Yeah, yeah, was, series I, two. I, I, didn't, I think I knew this, but I forgot about it. We did an Instagram live. Yeah. Um, by the time this comes out, it'll literally be a week ago. And someone mentioned it in, in the comments. Yeah. And at first I thought it was taking a mic. I went, it's not true. It was, yeah. it was in the show before. Then I deep I said, oh, no, I completely forgot. What's it? Was that series two? Series two. Ben Miller was the detective. Series two. So yeah. and you was, what was you doing? <clears throat> no, I was, I was a red herring. That's it. I actually think if I'd have been the murderer or the victim, I don't know if they. I don't think that would have worked. Back. Yeah, I don't think I would have. I don't. I think it would have been just too big a stretch. Yeah. But yeah, for some reason, I'm currently the only person to have ever done it twice. That's mad. With, I mean, Ginny's done it twice, but she's the same character. Same character. Um, yeah, I've um, done it twice as two different characters, which is uh, <laughs> ridiculous. Really, I love it. <laughs> and like every now and again, someone comes on social media like, "Wait, haven't you been in it before?" I'm like, "Just don't say anything." But um, so it is interesting because it. I got to see what it was like kind of in its infancy mm. to what it was like when no, I arrived ten, back in ten years later, basically. And, um, you know, it was, it was a, a weird, it was a different weird setup back then. There was like, there was no infrastructure. Like by the time you arrived, by the time I came back, there's an infrastructure to, infrastructure to the show in terms of just the boring logistical stuff, but like where people stay, um, restaurants that people like, where yeah. you go to and whatever. 
it was it was really you know Day Hay's a small town. Mm. It's probably bigger now because of a bit of tourism, because of, because of the show, possibly because yeah, Death yeah, Paradise probably. has influenced that. But in series one and two, it was just a tiny Caribbean town. And I think everybody, all the locals were a little bit like, what's going on here? What like, are you doing is, here? Bit, yeah, it was a bit like, why are you all here? What, when, are you, when are you leaving? Um, so, you know, things like the big car park where we, where we park all the trucks yeah. when we're in Dehe, there was no, that, that's tarmac now, but it wasn't. It was like, literally, I turned up to this Caribbean town and there were just these, like the makeup truck just on a beach. It was, it was, it was, it was amazing. That's what I thought it was going to be when I got there. I was surprised of how like yeah. everything was so set up. I thought it was going to be like that when I, when I got there. Yeah, well, the, the infrastructure is definitely developed now, which is, um, which makes the job easier. But yeah. um, there was something quite magical about it. It was just so rough and ready and just like, well, let's just figure let's this just out. Just get it done. But, um, I do remember, I don't think I've ever said this, I just remembered it now. I do remember doing the denouement and, um, and it was Ben Miller and it was hot. And ben, Ben's brilliant and, <clears throat> and he's lovely, but um, it, it was a lot, it's a lot of pressure and mm. it, it sort of gets to you, like we all do it, like we've talked about, you know, I can learn lines quickly, but even I sometimes, if, I can't, if, if there's one or a line that sometimes you just get one in your head that you yeah, can't say, you get frustrated and it's like, you've got to, you've got to control your emotions. You've, you're worried you're letting everyone down, take a step off and all that. So Ben was having one of those days, mm. right? Um, or one of those takes really. And he was just getting really frustrated. And, um, and I think I said to him, I was like, do you, do you enjoy doing this? And he said, well, I'm not enjoying it today. It's, it's really hard. Mm. And I think he may have used a bad word. <laughs> and, um, and he said, it's really hard. He said, honestly, sometimes it's just, it's this job, I love it, but sometimes it's, it's really tough. And I remember thinking, young, I was, well, I wasn't that young, but I was probably, what, 32, 30, 30 maybe. I think it was 30. I remember thinking, oh, I'd love to do it. <laughs> you looking, I at, know, I looking at him going like, mm. I Yeah, I was like, I felt, I almost felt like going, well, I mean. You don't I, want it. I know your life. <laughs> <laughs> I can do just, it. I well, can just do because it. again, it doesn't make me a better actor. But I, I, when you pick up line, do you find as well? I don't know if this is interesting to people at home. It's not just learning them on a page. Is is very very difficult because you've got no context. And I always find that um, when you're in this actual space and you're walking around, it makes it much easier to learn stuff. Even if it's a long dialogue, it makes it much easier to learn stuff. You, I, I don't know if you do, but mm. I sort of create this sort of geographical map, like a memory of, so, so you've got the script there and it's like, so your first line you play to Taj, and by the time you hit this line that you sometimes forget, you're turning around there, and it's the actual kind of physical location of where you are and how you've mapped out the scene. That's, that's one of the ways that I mm. find it easy to learn. But it does mean that by the time we've done a scene three or four times, I tend to know everybody else's lines as well, yeah. because, again, not because I'm amazing, but just because the geographic, I've it just happens. got that kind of mind, yeah. right? So uh, yeah, there was that little bit That's funny as when Ben was doing that, and I remember thinking, I mean, I'll, I'll do if, it. If you don't yeah. want to do it, I'll, I'll be happy to take over. There was a moment where he he, he nearly so he, he couldn't remember a line, and I almost went, and I thought, don't, I don't do don't that. Prompt, that. Don't do that. Don't I, I swear, ben. the amount of time I've wanted to do that, I'm like, you can't, you can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't, I know, you can't do that. So uh, yeah, so that's that. That was what was the question? I oh, so I've been in it before. Just about, so, yeah, just about yeah. The show in general. So I've been in it before, and um, and it was great fun. And I never thought I'd be not only be in it again. I never thought I'd see Guadalupe again, and just sort of being back. It was quite amazing to go back into it, because you know I was dropped in 
to this situation and it really helped to have been there before to know what the setup was to just be sort of familiar with the island even a little bit and uh i don't know it's you know it's home now it's, it's second home yeah so your character neville parker you you would adjust by the time this comes out oh yeah by the time it comes out we're done it'll be we? the finale it'll be, yeah. it'll be at eight the amount of support yeah your character's been getting because the last two episodes people that don't watch the show it was a two-part special where your character mm -hmm. is arrested there was a murder framed on him um framed on him he was framed he was framed for him, for him. Yeah. pinned on him as well pinned on him, yeah. the murder pinned on him <laughs> um and your love interest at the time was a person that kind of orchestrated the whole thing um and it's just a completely different environment that we've ever seen your character yeah. in so when you first and we know when we first got actually i don't know this. when did you find out because i i before we go i usually get like a rough outline of what's going to happen to my character throughout the series did that happen i don't nice <laughs> i don't <laughs> i get told things about a week before we do it i don't know if that's because i gonna don't get some you're gonna have <laughs> someone like why does taj get his, his I know, stuff yeah like i'm like hold on why, everybody I, I yeah i i mean to be fair i think it's probably because i just don't ask i'm like oh when they're ready they'll tell me but because of that, they, then everyone, I think people just assume that I know. So I they assume know. that other, somebody else is going to tell me. But I think it was, um, yeah, like the script supervisor said, oh, some lovely stuff for you in episode seven, six and seven. I was like, can't wait to read it. Is there? <laughs> and, and, and Chelsea, when she came out, she went, oh, I'm really excited about this. It's going to be really nice to do the switch where it turns out that I frame you. And I'm like, do you? So you actually didn't know. No, I didn't That's until mad. Chelsea. But I mean, it was quite early on in the show. It's true, yeah, Chelsea, it's that, true. that was Chelsea and I were doing scenes very early on. So, you know, I don't want to, I'm not singing off the show. It's not like it, it's not like it was months, but nah, it is quite nah, funny nah. that I was told about that twist by the actual actor who was going to be doing the twist. So what was your reaction when, when you first heard? I was like, sounds amazing. Yeah, because as actors, to me, the most important part of being an actor is getting the, getting the script, especially when you're in a show already. It's like, cool, what, what, am, I, what am I doing now? Where, yeah. where are we going? Um, and something like that, like I said, they, your character has never yeah. been in that sort of situation before. So, yeah. what, yeah, your reaction to... Well, I was that, delighted. Yeah. I mean, of course I, I was delighted. Um, the, the show, I've said this before on podcasts, but it's always bears saying again. The the show is is way more impressive than, than people realise it is. I've said this too. I, I know that people love it, but I just mean in terms of a, like a, a creative achievement. And, and, and I... I always liked the show, but it, being in the middle of it now has only kind of made me realize this even more. People refer to it uh, on social media or fans ref, ref, sometimes refer to it, not meaning anything by it, but they refer to it as a guilty pleasure. And I'm always a bit like, don't be guilty. There's, there's there, a lot of it's things. A good yeah. It's a good show. It's a good show. Good and, and, um, and I've said before, and you'll know, it, it takes... So people, I just love the fact that it's so easygoing and it's not too this and it's not, and I'm like, it takes a lot of work that's to tricky. make it look that easy. Yeah, that's very true. It takes a lot of work to make it look, it, it's almost, dare I say, easier to light, to light it kind of really sort of miserably and just like it be, I'm not saying it's easy to do hard hitting drama. I'm just saying that don't write, don't sort of think, don't downplay how hard it is to make a show like Death in Paradise look and feel as good as it does, yeah. whilst also having intrigue, murder, uh, mystery, um, heartbreak, comedy, mm -hmm. um, every character with their own 
with their own individual episode arc and with their own individual narrative arc across the series. Like, and, and do it all in an hour, as opposed to normally these shows do it in 90 minutes. Like, it's only eight episodes as well. Yeah. Some shows are about 10 or 12. Yeah. It's only eight episodes. Yeah. So that, that exactly, exactly. So it, there is a lot goes on in a short amount of time, in a short space of time. And um, yeah, being in this, I sort of had, I always liked the show, but I really had a newfound respect for it. And it's like, yeah, there's no need to be guilty about it being a pleasure. It can just be a pleasure. It's a pleasure, because, yeah. Because there's a lot of work goes into making it look as easy as it does. Mm. It's, we have a lot of fun filming that show, but even, I was thinking, I was like, it's, it's a new energy that I've, I'm used to on the show, the, the stories. And I was wondering, like, how is it going to be on set? Because usually, like, as we both know, and I, I guarantee the audience would assume as well, like, it's really fun being on set because the location helps yeah, <laughs> immensely. Yeah. And I was always like, I wonder how the energy is going to be like on set. It was exactly the same. There were still moments in serious scenes where we're laughing at each other. Oh, during the serious ones? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was exactly the same. It was, oh, yeah, it was exactly of course, the same. yeah. No, I mean, listen, you're, you're literally a child. Basically. And, and I'm basically very childish, so... Uh, <laughs> so it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. So it doesn't work. Yeah, all this kind of... Uh, there's also, there's, there's different types of there's different types of methods, right? And people have their own process. And I've always been like, you always respect somebody's. I respect anybody's process, whether they're really, really, really method mm. or really technical and and not. Um, and as long as people, I, I respect anybody's process as long as they respect mine. That's yeah. fine. It's like if you're, you know, if you're really, really method, fair play. I'll totally respect it. Yeah, just it don't. You know, don't look at me differently. Yeah, don't, do don't, do. don't ask me to do the yeah. same thing because that's not my process. And, yeah. um, and I, I remember years ago hearing um, when Anthony Hopkins was playing Hannibal Lecter. Anthony Hopkins is famously technical as opposed to method. He's famously, um, you know, he'll be like messing about. They'll be like, turn over, camera turned over. He'll be like doing impressions of, his, of the other actors and like making jokes and everything. And they'll go, action. And then suddenly he's like, Hannibal Lecter. Straight into Hello, it. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> like, just straight into it. And, it. and I was a bit like, well, that's the kind of way I work, yeah. right? Um, that said, if sometimes if if sometimes you do need to get into into the zone, of course. Mm. Sometimes you really do need to be. I need to sort of dig deep into working out like how devastated I am, or the the you know the the journey from going even in one scene. You might not even have any dialogue. It needs to be a look. It's like I'm I'm devastated, or I've realised something, and actually there's a flicker of anger there, or, or whatever. Sure, of course. Sometimes you're like, do you know what? I'm just going to take myself away. Yeah. Just relax. Just be in my own world for a minute before, or a couple of minutes before we go. But mostly, I think you're the same. <laughs> we're like, we have a laugh, and then they say action, and we, we try and deliver as best we can. and um, Try. Try and deliver as best <laughs> we can. try. And there's a lot of problems that we have with, uh, with laughing when we're not supposed to be. Jesus. It's actually, it's, it's not bad. It, it should be better, but it's the, the longer we've been working together, it just gets worse. Yeah. We have this thing, right, where... They have it like him more than me will have a lot of like mouthy dialogue where there'll be like a little paragraph. It's got like <coughs> two names, three locations, four different times, and like it's hard to say. It's not easy. So then there'll be moments where we'll be looking at each other. It doesn't help. We have to say the lines to each other, <laughs> and we'll just notice that one of us was fighting for our lives to get that line out. <laughs> like we, it just wasn't easy. Like we had to really push through to get something wrong or something right. And because, like I said, we've been doing it for a long time now, coming to four years. 
we just know when those moments are just by looking yeah. at our eyes. Yeah. It's the worst thing because then we just start laughing. It's terrible because I'll, um, if anything happens, whether if somebody gets a line slightly wrong or if somebody like nearly drops something or whatever, <laughs> just anything, it's anything little like that. And I'll be looking at, say, Chantal right there. If it happens, Chantal like drops something or nearly doesn't get a line right or which very rarely happens because she's really in yeah. But any little thing happens, everybody else will carry on like really professionally. <laughs> but you just know, if he's there, I'm gonna go. He's gonna look, he's gonna. <laughs> I'm just, I'm gonna keep a straight face, but I'll flick my eyes to him and he knows exactly what it is. So then you'll see him in the middle of a scene, you'll see him, mm, yes sir. And then you'll see him go, <laughs> like this. And it's me just staring at him. Uh, that's one of my favourite things. It's not even like a big... It's no, like, but it's enough. It's enough to make us... To, one of, especially us to you, I'm gonna, it could be like your eyes moving a tiny bit. I'm like, oh, he's fighting for his life. Not to, we talked about on the Instagram Live as yeah. well. There's one scene where, again, whatever happened, oh we, were, we were laughing before takes. Um, <laughs> there's a moment where the editors let it go for just a bit too long and you see him start to laugh a tiny bit. What they thought you were doing... It's who, unbelievable. Who, who knows? Mate? They might have thought choice. How did it get through, honestly? It's, <clears throat> it cuts to me, we're just walking and then it cuts to me and it's a full single me like so And you just see me going, for about five it's seconds. It's a long time. For about five seconds. So the audience, I don't know, like, I'm thinking the context of the scene, what could that look of meant? I don't know, but we knew, as soon as you said it from WhatsApp, I was like, I, I know exactly what's I going on here. I agree with you, I was looking at it going, <clears throat> what, what did the editors <laughs> think I was doing? They looked at it. It wasn't much with they, they write like the scene. Did they think I could spell something? <laughs> when I walk in, it's just going like that. Like, is that what they thought was going on? Neville's an amazing That's a detective. question for them. He's got a nose like a bloodhound. He's like smelling the, the crime I, scene. I, was I don't just know. Laughing. I don't know. I know, but they kept it in. So there you go. There's me laughing in Death in Paradise when it's I'm not brilliant. meant to what be. Episode is that? F, 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 six. F6. Yeah, there you go. Walking what, along the beach. You'll see it. I don't have to tell you exactly what scene so, it is. You'll see it. You'll notice it. So, yeah, well, so it's. We're walking along the beach, Ginny, so there's Darlene, uh, Naomi and me walking along a beach and we're walking, having a conversation, walking towards camera and then Taj is sort of here and then he, in the second half of the scene we talk to him. So if you fancy a laugh, look up me openly laughing. In I might even plug it in because you, you sent me the video, I might even, I'll slot it in. You slot it in, it is so I'll, funny. I'll, slot it in. I, I'll, I'll post it as well because it's too good not to. Well, man, listen, I'm, I'm going to let you get on with your day, man. I really appreciate you for coming on. Like I said, this was a highly, highly requested. <laughs> you lot can leave me alone now. He's here. It's done. <laughs> yeah. I swear, my DMs, I'm like, you lot, I'm, I'm, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Just give me time. Give me some time. But I'm, I'm glad it, um, it managed to work out. I'm glad to be here. I've got a question for you. Go ahead. Well, just because it's always interesting to find out more about each other. And actually, it's funny that like we, you, you started even younger than I did mm. um, in... Uh, um, musicals and stuff. Were you? How trained were you when you were doing those musicals? Because you've, you've got. Um, so Toby, who was in the show before, mm. has the most beautiful voice. He's yeah. an amazing singer, and you know that because he doesn't stop singing when we say when we're not filming. Um, I never really hear you sing much. I think you can. I know that you've got, you must be able to because you've, I'm not going to make you Billy sing. Just, Billy just started laughing. Billy, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to make you sing. I should try and make you sing. 
But you said to me last year, I was like, wow, you must be able to really sing. You must have had all the training. And you're like, honestly, not really. Nah, bro. How were you getting away with being Simba? I've, all, I've always said, right, is me and my mom, every time my mom comes over to my house, we always have a moment where we're just sitting down, eating or something. We always talk about this. I started training at my, my drama school, Anna Fiorentini, shout out to them. Um, and it was, it's really, we spoke about this again. It's, it's, I'm named after two, my name is Taj De Niro Mouse. Taj Maori is an actor and obviously Robert De Niro. I'm named after two actors. But it wasn't like my mum said, my son's going to be an actor. I'm named after two actors. It wasn't that at all. I kind of fell into acting because like, like you, I had, had a lot of energy. I could have fell into anything. It could have been yeah. cycling, skateboarding. Yeah. Football was just a thing that was local to where we lived and it was her old school. So did your mum take you to that drama group when you were a kid? She did, yeah. Isn't it funny? You she know? did. I mean, you just it's what I said before about Carol Godby's thing. It's like, local kids who I was lucky I and my parents were taking me to all sorts it was just mm. one of many things I did but you know what if you're a local kid growing up and you love the stage and you love dressing up and everything but you don't have any outlet that's for that your problem. school doesn't have a particular yeah, that's the issue so it's great there's a place for it great that your mum had yeah the presence of mind to take you to, to that take to how lucky for me that that just sprung up in Berry exactly changed my life but even even with that it was like a, a Saturday school you could do mornings or afternoons and it was you do sing and dance and acting. I think it was even like a, a set design lesson. Wow. Um, and I was there for, I'd say maybe a year, maybe less than a year. And then I booked Oliver the Musical. That was my first ever show, Oliver the Musical. Right. So then what happens is, I can't go to this because I'm, I'm, I'm rehearsing or performing on a Saturday. Yeah. So I, I had to stop training. But what happened is I kept on booking. I went for Oliver, then I went to the Lion King, then I went to Matilda. And I kept on booking stuff. So that it got to a point where I literally ridiculous couldn't train. I literally couldn't train because I kept on booking roles and I literally couldn't go. But what? most of my career, I, I only say, I've always said my real training started when I was probably 16 when I joined Identity. That's the one time I've gone, like, yeah. I went to a school twice a week for like two or three years consistently. Yeah. When I was at Anna Frontini, I probably went consistently for about a year. Yeah. Then after that, when I could, I might have popped my head in. But yeah. I barely kids that were going to Silver Young at all the other schools are yeah. training every single day. Well, I was the same. That's why, you know, I said I never went to drama school. But I started, started the Royal Family at 17. I wasn't going to quit medical school, <clears throat> have an opportunity to, make, to, to, to start a career, and then just walk away from that to go to drama school. Mm. But, so I, I kind of never went. And, and final question. Uh, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> how's your mom? Listen, people, we're going to end this here. We're not even going to. I swear to. I swear to. What? I'm just asking how your mum is. <laughs> my mum's great. Is she? she? She's good. Tell her I said hi. I thought you had a number. Oh, I do, but I don't, I don't want to overstep the bounds. Don't, don't be rude. Tell All my right. mum hello, please. All right, well. Be respectful. Look, since we're here, <laughs> right, and we're talking about this, I didn't want to do this on camera, but can you tell her to stop texting me? I'll try my best. <laughs> You're a good looking lad, bro. I swear, I swear you, I, there's nothing I can really his, do, bro. His, his mum's basically only a couple of years older than me because I'm old and I've had a lot of fun last year when she came out. Oh, man, to I Guadalupe. swear. She was fine. Me and her had a great laugh. But every time, you know how I said, like, we're in the middle of a scene and I'll keep flicking my ass to Taj just to wind him up, like, if, if I think uh, something funny happened. You have no idea how much I would do that when um, we'd be out for dinner and. We'd be all out for dinner and his mum was out. I'd be chatting away. We're getting on great. And then I would just get this feeling that he's, he's just looking at me. So I'd, I'd just be chatting to her and then I'd just be like, 
<laughs> he hated it. <laughs> usually, I'm the one to leave like late at these like little things we go to. When my mum was here, I'll probably be the first person. He was I'm dragging like, her out. He was clock. kicking her out I'm the door, like, going, "Ralph's had a drink." I'm like, "Mum, we've been here for 20 minutes. That's long enough. Let's get, let's get out." Of no, we'll do say hi to her. I will do. In we'll real do. life, of course. <laughs> In real life, um, not winding you up. <laughs> um, but yeah, let the people know where they can find you and on on social medias or. Anything that you feel like will be yeah, I'm on to... I'm on Instagram Ralph Lit I'm a Ralph Ralph dot Little I think or at Ralph I'll find it it'll, it'll with an F <laughs> uh, and uh, TikTok Ralph, Ralph Little and um, Facebook I can't remember why I'm on Facebook yeah Ralph Little I think mm. easy just spell my name right with an F otherwise you won't find me that's the problem R A L F well my brother it's been an absolute pleasure for coming down as you as always oh, man. Um, of course. Um, for all you on Spotify, if you don't want to look at our faces, I can oh, understand why you might want to look at him. Oh, I, get, I, <laughs> I, I get it. I, but I, we look at us. It's not. It's not a bad. Your mum didn't have a problem. Ugh, listen. All right, cool guys. Listen, it's been great. <laughs> I'm about, about to fight off camera. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Death in paradise never happened again because, because the, we had the two leads killed okay. each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, appreciate you for coming on as usual, bro. Thank you to Billy for helping out as per usual. Much love to you for checking in. Like, subscribe, share. Much love.